frequently I feel like I have no motivation and I'm just hanging on by a thread. That is something today's guest said to me, and yet she is one of the most inspiring women you will ever meet. Crystal Nielsen was born with a life-threatening genetic disease that requires constant treatments and countless medications every single day. She's also a missionary and a homeschooling mom to three little kids. But despite everything, her story about how she finds the motivation to do the next right thing and keep going, and what that actually looks like for her fitness and nutrition, it's extremely extremely powerful and inspiring. This is not an interview that you'll quickly forget. After we recorded together, I was talking about this one for days. I cannot wait for you to meet Crystal. Let's jump in. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Crystal, welcome to the podcast. I am so pumped that you are here. And in just a minute, I'm going to I'm going to really have you share all about your incredible personal story, specifically about the genetic disease that you were born with. And I am so thankful that you're willing to chat about that with us um, and, and how that specifically makes nutrition and working out far more challenging for you. But before we get into all that, you have to tell me more about this non-glamorous role that you mentioned that you have right now, which is of course the custodial work. So tell me a little <laughs> bit more about that. Um, so my husband and I and our whole family, we are missionaries with a group called Ethno360, and their primary purpose is to share Christ with those who have never heard him before all over the world. Wow. And so we send cross-cultural church planters into these remote locations to get to know the people, learn the language, write down the language, translate the word of God, and ultimately share the gospel and disciple mature believers. Um, my husband and I help in a little tiny, tiny behind the scenes, behind the scenes thing. Uh, we work at their training center in Missouri where the oh, actual okay. training of the church planters happens. Right. Um, and I help clean the buildings. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I'm sure so many days they're like, ah, this doesn't feel like it has much impact. But the people on the field out in the middle of the most remote locations that are doing like the on the ground work, they need someone back at home cleaning the buildings. <laughs> it all has to run smoothly. I know that I find for myself that spending hours cleaning can be extremely fatiguing and, you know, you're in certain uncomfortable kind of like hunched over positions for really long periods of time. You have to be strong to do it well. Don't you feel? Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of squatting. (laughs) Focus on good posture while you squat. (laughs) Yeah. How many times in those squatting motions you're like, okay, Megan says to do it like this and I got to do it like this. (laughs) A lot. You'd be shocked. Or even things like bending over and scrubbing a sink and you're just like making sure you're not hunching all forward and lopsided or I bring my kids with me. So they're all with me too. So sometimes it's holding my two-year-old in one arm and scrubbing with the other. 
Wow. Okay. That's like next level, strong mama stuff right there. (laughs) That's so good. It's those moments where you're like, this is so not glamorous, but here, here we are. And you have to be strong in those moments because I'm sure you felt it in the past, but those are when people really hurt themselves. You know, it's not like during a workout, it's during like the daily activities where they have to be fit to be able to just clean a toilet, holding a baby in the other arm. And that's amazing. <laughs> yep, yep. It's never dull, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no. Well, I know it's probably gotten a lot easier in the last year or so, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but I can imagine that being a mom and a custodian and a missionary wife would take a lot out of anyone, but particularly for you and the disease that you have. So if you're willing, could you share with us what is the genetic disease that you were born with? Um, it's called cystic fibrosis, um, and it is a progressive genetic disease, which just basically means that it will continue to get worse as I get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and it affects my lungs, my pancreas, pretty much every body system that I have. Um, the base component that people really know a lot about is it causes thick, sticky mucus in all of my body. So that means for my lungs, basically that regular bacteria in our environments that don't hurt normal people, it gets into my lungs and causes severe damage. Mm. Um, So I lose lung function, which is where the progressive part of the disease comes in. So eventually it just, my lungs just stop working. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Is there any way to slow down that progression or is it just your, I mean, so much of it, obviously you're in God's hands, but like, is there anything that you're you're doing to slow it down? My, my day to day actually is a lot of, um, treatments to try to slow this progression. So at this point in time, there is no cure for cystic fibrosis, but there are a lot of things that try to treat the side effects of cystic fibrosis and keep them at bay. There are some new medications that actually try to treat the root cause in the cells for cystic fibrosis, which is really awesome. And a lot of people have great success with them. Um, Myself, personally, they didn't work for me. The side effects were far outweighing the benefits. Oh, really? So at this point in time for myself, I am still just in this treating the side effects. So I do a lot of nebulizers to try to keep my lungs clear. Mm. I do this funny puffy vest that shakes for like between 30 and 40 minutes twice a day that tries to shake that mucus loose. Oh, interesting. It's non-glamorous. It shakes it loose so I can cough it up. So hopefully it's not clogging and damaging my small airways. Gotcha. Um, I frequently am on antibiotics to try to beat back the bacteria that colonizes in my lungs. Um, My goodness, it it gets quite extensive. So for me personally, it looks like I have a port, which is uh, under the skin device where I can access it basically like an IV to do IV antibiotics. Because when you have 30 years of antibiotics, all of a sudden the oral ones don't always work anymore. Wow. Um, but that's kind of what CF itself looks like. I have other complications sure. <laughs> that are kind of outside of the norm for CF, but that is cystic fibrosis in a nutshell. 
I mean, this is so fascinating to me because I feel like I, I really never knew very much about cystic fibrosis. And this is why like this conversation, it's fascinating because on the outside, you're you're a really dedicated and healthy, strong woman. And I'm sure if someone would live <laughs> with you, and I, I know you're laughing, but I'm sure if someone would live with you in your home for a day and see everything that you do on a daily basis to just manage um, it would probably be really overwhelming for the average individual. So, I mean, like, how is it physically impacting your daily life? Um, <laughs> actually, it would be quite a, probably quite an eye opener for people to just follow me around for a day. Yeah. Another side of CF that I forgot about is it actually affects my whole digestive system. So basically, oh, fun. <laughs> my, yeah, my <laughs> pancreas decided to take a vacation. It's like, see ya. And all of a sudden it doesn't want to produce enzymes. So I have to take enzymes if I want any food or nutrition to absorb. Right. So if you follow me around for a day, you'll see me popping like ridiculous amounts of pills whenever I eat so that I can absorb the food that I eat. Um, specifically, it helps break down the fats, proteins, and complex carbs. Gotcha. So I could, I could absorb simple carbohydrates like fruit or a plain potato, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and then it would be in the morning doing albuterol, doing nebulizers, sitting on this vest machine before I get rolling for the day, really. And then follow me around for regular life again with tons and tons of pills. <laughs> and then in the afternoon or evening, sitting down again, doing a bunch more nebulizers and that vest system again. And then once I put the kids to bed about eight o'clock, I take like a menagerie of medications and currently I'm on an antibiotic course okay. that's uh, gonna be for about two years long um so it's like I take about 13 pills every evening and my Whoa. running joke is how many can I take at one time <laughs> oh my gosh find ways to entertain yourself I mean, Crystal, you just have this smile on your face talking about it. And I mean, I know a lot of women in your situation would just be tempted to give up and not try to like work on their health and fitness in other ways and just kind of be in survival mode. I know as your coach, like you've taken a separate approach, but have you, have you ever felt like giving up? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, most definitely. At the end of the day, I am just a uh, normal broken person just like everybody else and you have your days where you end up staying up super late mostly because you don't want to go to bed and wake up and face the next day mm -hmm. and I think anybody can relate to that because no matter who you are there's there's hard things um and honestly What gets me up in the morning is knowing that this is what the Lord has given me to do. Mm -hmm. um, we, as believers of Christ, we follow him. We look forward to the day when we get to be together with him. But he leaves us here for a while. Why? Mm -hmm. To grow closer to him and in relationship with him, as well as share him with those around us. And so as long as I wake up, <laughs> that is what I have to do. And it might look mundane at times like washing dishes and cleaning toilets but because it's what the lord has given me it's good and it's that that keeps me going and just moving forward because the lord says it's good 
Do you have other like little bouts of like spurts of motivation or things that like, like glimpses of like, okay, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to go above and beyond just taking my pills. I'm going to take care of my body and all these other ways too. Like what motivates you to, to do the extra step of exercising and eating healthier? What's that motivation for you? So honestly, for a lot of years, it was such a survival mode that to be real with you, I didn't go much beyond like with cystic fibrosis, there was always that you need to focus on eating all the time. Like you need to get a lot in, you need to move your body so your lungs can keep functioning well. Otherwise your lungs get weaker, your heart gets weaker. And so it was always kind of pushed, but I never knew exactly what to do about it. Um, And it wasn't until my hypoglycemia started getting out of control Oh. And the doctor's like, no, you you have to make this choice. Um, otherwise, you're staring insulin-needed diabetes in the face that I realized, okay, I, I need to be a bit more proactive with this. But also, I saw I have three little kids <laughs> yeah, um, and a husband, and the Lord has given me them beyond all odds. Um, I, I grew up kind of being told, oh, CF people really can't have kids. So obviously that was wrong. <laughs> You've got three kids. And I've got three and realizing, yeah. okay, Lord, I can better serve you and better serve my family and those you put in my life if I make an effort towards eating the best that I can and taking care of my body the best that I can. And so sometimes it's just literally the people around me that kind of help keep me going. You have this sense of urgency. I think that a lot of um, people without a genetic disease like yours, we just don't, don't have, there's almost like, do I want to or not? Like you obviously have moments where like, I don't really want to, and maybe I'll choose not to do it, but there's this extra layer of urgency where it's like, there's a lot on the line here. If I don't put out this extra effort to eat a particular way and train my body a particular way. This isn't just about like, oh, I'll just get a little overweight and maybe not as comfortable in my clothes. Mm-hmm. Like this is, there's far more on the line for you. Yeah, that's true. And I think honestly, there is for all of us and we don't live our lives with an eternal perspective. Mm. Um, we live in this moment, not recognizing what we do and what we say impacts those around us for eternity. Yeah. That's huge. That right there. I wonder how, you know, if all of us had that eternal perspective of like, this is the broken body that I'm living in right now. We all are living in broken bodies in one form or, or another. And to have such a perspective of this is what I'm doing right now with this broken body is, is part of eternity and it does impact eternity. I wonder if we'd all have that sense of urgency. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a hard question. I mean, I always love to try to dig in and, and understand what motivates people and what's helpful to find that layer of motivation. And I think you're right. Most people just have never tapped into what is that strong driving force for them. And you have, which is huge. That's a blessing. I mean, that 
as much as I'm sure this never feels like a blessing. (laughs) Okay, stop for a second. I just want to acknowledge that nobody's perfect and nobody has perfect eating and exercise habits. I even splurge almost every day and miss a workout here and there. However, you might be feeling that you're so far off track right now and your body is really starting to feel it. This isn't just one or two missed workouts here and there or a splurge meal every so often. This is maybe months off from making any kind of consistent effort and your body is starting to talk back. All right, before you go do some sort of extreme overhaul, I have a free five-day guide that I want to give you that's going to help you get back on track with some simple daily challenges, giving you some of my best eating tips, my favorite stretches, and more that will really help you jumpstart some simple good habits, totally doable, and your body will instantly thank you for it. And I want to give it to you for free. All right. Just go to vigeofit.com slash tips to sign up. That's vigeofit.com slash tips. Or you can hit up the link in the show notes and I'll immediately send you the first day's healthy tips. You're going to love it. When you mentioned to me in recent years that you've been clinging to two, two different things. Um, and that the first thing is this phrase choosing joy. And I want to ask you about choosing joy for a minute. How, how are you able to actively choose joy, which is, by the way, it's oozing out of you. Every time I get to interact with you, you are just this like fragrant joy (laughs) that everybody, it's just infectious. But how are you able to choose joy on those days when you are hanging by a thread, when you got to take that menagerie of pills and you got to put the vest on again? What does that look like? (laughs) Honest to goodness, it is just going back to that eternal perspective. There was a time where I was pitching myself a a pity party of, I've got to do it again. I have all these treatments. I have IVs every eight hours. I have everything else going on. And I was just like, this stinks. Um, And I was reading in the Bible and I was reading in James. And it says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. And I was like, oh, uh, here. Yeah. knowing it continues. Though, and this is, this is the best part. Knowing okay. that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And I was like, well, okay, it produces endurance. Cool. Like still not fun to be tested. And right. then it continues and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. And it goes back to that the Lord gives us all these things through our lives to shape us and grow us more into his image. And so because he has an end goal in mind, because his desire is to ultimately have us be with him, but he's not going to like wait to teach us about him till we get there. He's starting now. Yeah. We can look at all these things going, wow, I can have joy knowing that the Lord is doing this so that I can learn more about him and who he is and what he has for me here. Um, It's not this happy, fluffy, woo, I'm happy all the time, but Christ has died for our sins. He paid the ultimate price so we could have a relationship with him. And he is excited to have that relationship with us. And when we see that, you can't help but have joy because you realize, hey, I have a God who loves me this much that he's willing to have me go through hard things so I can learn even more. Because so much we don't 
it's it's always easier <laughs> I say that in kind of an ironic way it's it's never easy the hard things are not easy right but in those moments when everything is stripped away and we are hanging on by a thread we can see our God more clearly that he is faithful that he is good that he is holding our hand and walking us step by step through whatever it is that we're going through and it might just be a little thing like I'm going to choose not right now for this cookie and find a better way to deal with my stress. <laughs> like right. it doesn't have to be a huge thing because each of us are in a different place as far as what that super stressed trial is. It's not always like life threatening at the end of ourselves, but nonetheless, we can see the Lord through it. Wow. That's so, so good. And, you know, the other mantra that you were telling me about was, and it kind of, I feel like this one is birthed out of the choosing joy. You know, it helps you to follow through with this mantra and it's <laughs> doing the next right thing, you know? So how mm -hmm. has that helped you the most? And is there like a specific story in your mind where you're like, oh, I had to choose to do the next right thing in a really difficult moment. What, what does that look like for you? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think this goes back to the whole difficult moments look so different depending yeah. on the moment. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it is just like opening the pillbox and swallowing the pills because I know I've got to do it. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes it's the simple things. But taking the next right step again, it really was birthed out of a scripture passage again that I was reading yeah. in Hebrews, which I'm sure is very familiar to some of you guys. I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, the let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And then we get like this little tidbit of, it's an example right here to us of, why we can do this it says jesus for who who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god um for consider him jesus who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart and it was so impactful for me and that's where the just taking the next right step came is we are in a race and it's not a sprint which I'd be much more comfortable with doing a sprint oh yeah <laughs> um marathon not my, no, thank not you. my cup of tea at all like awesome for the people that can handle it but whew, it is not easy and so he he knows that it's not easy and so he says hey fix your eyes on Jesus Look at what he has done. Look at what he has endured because he wants us to be with him someday. Like he took care of the sin issue. He paid it all so that we could be with him. And just at the end of when we fix our eyes on him, we have that. So you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm. And so it's like, okay, Jesus, I really need help climbing out of bed today. <laughs> Put my feet on the floor okay, look at the next thing. What's, what's next that needs to happen? Okay, I probably should eat something. Um, okay, eat something. What's next? And so much it's overwhelming with looking at all that we have to do each day as moms and wives and whatever else is in our lives. But we can just take that next right step 
because we can look at Jesus and all that he has done for us and know the end goal is someday we will be with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't have to deal with our bodies trying to fall apart on themselves. <laughs> totally. The two vo- verses that you mentioned, they both speak to this concept of endurance, like both of them. And I love that God knew that we would have so much in our lives that we would have to endure. And that, that phrase, like just hearing that word endurance, like it would speak to each of us individually. Like it speaks to you on such a personal level. It it's always spoken to me. Um, I have some people know this, but I have two tattoos on my body and one of them says persevere. And the other one says, fix my eyes you know, like fix my eyes on Jesus. Like I have that verse yes, tattooed yes. on. And because I think for every single one of us, like we have things in our life that we have to constantly remind ourselves, like continue to have our focus put in the right place. Like don't look to the right or the left, do the next right thing and just keep taking that next step, the next right step and endure what comes along the way. And, and that's, going back to what you said about choosing joy, that's such an active, that's an action verb. You have to choose it. Yeah. And it's the same as like yeah. taking the next right step. You have to choose to take the next right step. And you're doing that every day. And as hard as that is, some days the steps are easier to take. Um, mm-hmm. But boy, I think we can all relate to that <laughs> so much. <laughs> We all need it plastered right on our forehead, like endure. Right, right. <laughs> Except backwards, so we can right, so we mirror. can see it in the mirror. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to remember. Did you do any other fitness or nutrition programs before you started training with me? Was there other stuff that you were doing prior to my coaching programs? I've never had like official programs in that sense um throughout high school and college and early married I um did kung fu and taught kung fu oh really well as yeah (laughs) kung fu okay I'm finding out some cool things a few episodes ago way back when I had Annalisa on I found out she was like an opera singer I'm like what in the world you girls are just amazing okay kung fu so you did kung fu in the past that's cool and i i taught swimming through college so okay I, when i had access to a pool i'd try to swim because it's good lung and heart yeah training um but then with littles at home there was a lot of time where it's like what do you do like how do you load up three and walk with a jogging stroller and like so there was a lot of not really quite knowing what to do other than go for a walk, swim in the lake every once in a while. There wasn't a whole lot of direction. And then with nutrition, it was always with my cystic fibrosis specialty teams, there is a nutritionist on staff. And so I've always had some guidance as far as like how much to eat, but old school CF nutrition advice was cram as many fat and calories as you possibly can in any way, shape or form. Okay. Because it used to be a childhood disease, like life expectancy was 18 when I was a kid. Wow. Um, so now that people are living into adulthood, they're realizing, oh, wow, we can't actually do this. We need to find a healthy way to maintain weight without just cramming any sort of right. calories. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So then you started with me a little bit of, about a year ago, beginning with Jumpstart 30, right? Or did you begin with postpartum yes. renew? No. I, okay. Well, so that's, I had a good, good friend who at the time we were broke, we were raising support to come here. And I was like, I had just had my third baby. And yeah. I was like, what in the world? I have like a three, three and a half split. Um, like, how do you fix this? And my good friend's like, here, I have something you should try. And it happened <laughs> to be most of your program. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, just just do these. And it actually completely healed the diastasis. Wow. Um, so now it's, as I'm looking at, it's not even like an issue. So I never got to go through like your whole postpartum renew, but right. I got enough of it to be able to just continually do this to I love it. my mom belly. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so you officially started in Jumpstart 30 with me. And then since then, you've gone all the way through Jumpstart 60 and then Get Strong 30. And now you're like well into Get Strong X. So I got to ask, like, how has all of these programs impacted your life the most? So I like to exercise. It's actually a way that I cope with stress. <laughs> like it's a good one. It's a good coping mechanism. Working out hard. It's, so that part of it, I have just like thrived and loved every aspect. But an unexpected thing from it that I actually it has been life changing for me was just the bit by bit, everything is given in little bits. So yeah. building habits slowly, drink your water, how to add a little bit more. And then as we got further into it, um, things like, well, when something's really stressful, when your motivation is really low, how do you keep moving forward? Yeah. And it has been hugely impactful because to be honest with cystic fibrosis, um, Doctors pretty much expect perfection. Oh. You cannot miss a dose of meds. You cannot miss treatments. They know you do because you're human, but it's always like, make sure you're getting it in. Make sure you're getting it in. And they give you ridiculous regimes that they expect you to meet all the time. And so I tended to have a perfectionist mindset sure. that was very all or nothing. And so when I'd start a pattern of missing things, whether it be fatigue or mental stress, I kind of just stopped doing everything. Um, and so this actually, your programs really helped me with, wait a second, what can I dial back mm -hmm. and still be successful with today? Um, and the further I got into this, the more I was able to say, you know what, today is a protein produce and drink my water day. But from my CF side, it's a, okay, I need to prioritize my treatments and breakfast. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? So it, it's, but it, it's allowing me to just take little steps and knowing what the steps are, I guess, right. has been the biggest thing is everybody's like, well, just take it back to what you need to do. And it's like, well, what is that? Like, what is the non-negotiables? Right. <laughs> right. What are those usually for you every day? What are the non-negotiable things that you find work for you? So non-negotiable in relation to uh, let's, exercise? Yeah, yeah, let's do, it? yeah. How about your fitness and then how about your nutrition? Okay, okay. So fitness non-negotiable, gotta be honest, it depends where my lungs are at. Okay. So part of my 
CF is sometimes when my lungs are really poor, like I'm barely getting out of bed and doing treatments. Gotcha. Um, but lately it's been trying to go for a little bit of a walk, do a little bit of stretching on the days where I can hardly function. Yeah. Um, my doctors actually count it as extra test physiotherapy. <laughs> They're like, Great. this is awesome. Um, and that's kind of like my bare minimum of okay. try to move in some kind of way, even if it's just like take some deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds silly, but deep breaths and let's stretch out a little bit so my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> right. Right. What about um, nutrition? What are your non-negotiables for that? I need to eat. I have to eat. Okay. So it's easy when you feel tired and crummy, especially in the morning. I do a ton of coughing. So there's okay. fatigue, there's phlegm, it's gross, I'm exhausted, and you don't feel like eating, you just feel kind of queasy. Yep. But my non-negotiable is I have to eat breakfast because if I do not eat first thing in the morning, my blood sugars crash all day long. I have really low lows and I can't stop that cycle of lows. Yeah. So it's like, even if it's like, asking my husband, Hey, could you fix me something quick? Like I have to eat <laughs> Yeah. breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. If I miss any of those, it is not good. It is not good, but yeah. it might just be simple things. It's not necessarily like all the things, um, but just which simple. I love because I mean, that really does line up with, with, um, what I coach you through the programs is like mm-hmm. kind of the bare basics is like, if it's a meal time, you got to eat. Like, don't like pull it back to at least that pull it all the way back to just drinking water, pull it back to, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe the protein. If that's, if you can take it one step further that day, maybe you can't, maybe all you need to do that day is just focus on getting food in whatever that looks like. So I I love that you've been able to find a, a program that does work for you. Do you feel like it's helped you? I mean, has it improved your health on a daily basis? Are you still kind of just like maintaining? Um, Honestly, I do feel like it has improved it in quite a huge degree. So because it is progressive, um, ultimately, there's not stuff I can do to stop it altogether. Um, But I actually just went to the doctor this last week. And with maintaining really firm regime of treatments and exercising every day, I have seen an improvement in my lung function. Really? Really? yeah. Wow. It's not within like, it's not outside of the margin of what we'd expect, but it still sure. is better than it's been for the entire year. Wow. Um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> as well as um, with my blood sugars, I'm not going low as much every single day. So I, I just still had to get a continuous glucose monitor Okay, because it's still progressing. Um, it turns into something called cystic or fibrosis related diabetes, which okay. isn't really type one or type two. Gotcha. Um, but it starts off as hypoglycemia because of all sorts of sciencey stuff with the pancreas. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have still had to kind of move that direction, but there's still just like, this is far better than we could have expected. You're actually able to do what we were hoping you could do. Um, and they told me this last visit, they're like, honestly, you are doing everything you possibly can to maintain your health. And we don't typically see people actually doing the stuff we recommend. Wow. And I was like, wow, really? (laughs) That's got to feel really good. I mean, like that in itself is super motivating to be like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. 
all mm-hmm. these moments where I'm like having to actively choose joy and do the next right thing. Like it's all paying off. Like you get that like sense of accomplishment, but what would you say is your biggest accomplishment or something that you feel like you're the most proud of when it comes to your fitness and your health? Um, I think it, it continues into that um, learning how to set aside per- perfection. I am just so excited that that is something that I can set aside and not just be like fretting about that. There's, I'm, I miss this and like fixating on it. I didn't do this. So I've got to really amp it up now and then burning out. <laughs> Um, as well as just that idea of giving myself grace there that it's like, okay, that happened. Let's take the next right step. Let's move forward. And it was just, I don't know, just being able to put that into actual practice. I'm just ridiculously happy about. (laughs) Yeah. You should be proud. I mean, I know a lot of the women listening probably can't personally relate to cystic fibrosis, but they can relate to that feeling of like, I got to do this perfectly. I've got to try to do it, you know, finding that balance between all or nothing. It's that perpetual quest to try to figure that out. And so they can totally relate (laughs) to that side of things to help this relate, you know, to the mom that's listening as someone that has shown up for her body consistently for like pretty much a year now, despite all the adversity, despite those days that you probably wanted to give up, is there anything you would say to encourage the mom that's maybe at the starting line of her own journey and has her own challenges to overcome? What would you say to her? Really pondered that one for a while. Um, Because honestly, I'd like to just sit down with her with a cup of coffee and just take time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if I were to have to bring it down to one little thing is be willing to take the first step, just take that little step, whatever that looks like. And then when you are feeling like it doesn't matter, or you're not sure it'll make a difference, um, look to Colossians. And in Colossians 3.23, it says, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And we can keep taking the little steps, whether it be in our nutrition of, <laughs> I drink my water, woo! <laughs> yeah. Or a little bit of stretching or a workout or whatever, whatever that looks like. Recognize the why we're doing it. It's like, okay, we're going to do this for the Lord because this is what he's given me and it is good because it's from him and he only gives us good gifts. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I am encouraged by that. I really am. You inspire me. And I know that you're inspiring every woman who's listening now. And it's just been such an honor to have you come on and just ooze your joy all over us. And <laughs> I I love that. And I'm encouraged, you know, even myself to take the next right step. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and just being so open about it and willing. And I just know it's inspiring everyone who's listening right now. Wow, right? She was absolutely amazing. And I feel like this conversation is one that is worth listening to a couple of times. 
And I have a feeling you probably have a mom friend or two that would really be blessed by this interview as well. Think about it. One of your friends probably tagged you in a post or shared an episode of the show with you. And that's how you're now listening to this podcast and reaping the benefits of it week after week. And I think it's your turn to pass that on too. So if there's nothing else you do this week, at least go share it with a friend. All you have to do is just click the share icon in your listening platform and pass it along. Super simple. And hey, make sure you come back next week for some more self-care simplified. Until then, be strong. Be strong.